like a spider on the wall Doing nothing made my whole world fall down Why you sleeping in the comfort of your bed? I'll be swinging through the city's hot breath Like I'm running on an endless track Nothing that I do will ever bring them back Web slinger, hope bringer They call me fine by name They say I'm a sometimes hero A sometimes zero A menace on most days But it's all the same This way The guilt I can't shake Episode 181 for June 2012. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have today's comics at yesterday's prices. An example is on Amazing Spider-Man number 692. This is the 50th anniversary issue of Amazing Spider-Man, and it's an oversized issue that tells an all-new take about a different kind of power and responsibility. Now, the cover price is $5.99. Mail order has it for just $2.99, which is 50% off the cover price. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Welcome back, Crawl Spacers, to the June edition of the podcast. Let's see who's on the panel this month. We've got JR from Spidey Kicks Butt. Welcome, JR. Uh, excuse me here. I'm entering some codes from my uh, from uh, the uh, Kellogg's uh, Frosted Flake cereal, from Kellogg's Pop Tart cereal, and uh, uh, trying to get these, trying to get a 3D upgrade uh, to the Spider-Man uh, movie. So I'll be I'll be with you in just a sec. <laughs> what JR is referencing for those newbies listening to the the show back ten years ago, uh, Spy- the first Spider-Man movie had a promo with Pop Tarts, and to enter, I, I don't know what you won, JR, but uh, you enter a code into a website and you get a prize, etc. And Kellogg was not specific on where to enter the code, so they assumed it was my website, my message board. So my whole message board was filled with random codes from Pop-Tarts. And now, ten years later, they're doing it again. But I haven't seen any codes, with the exception of JR. <laughs> so welcome, sir. And we've got Donovan, a reviewer on our front page, and an administrator. Welcome, Don. Hey, 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 what's good? <laughs> <laughs> and we also have Bertoni. Hey, 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 uh, what's good? Wait a minute, what happened? <laughs> oh, that was um, Don dubbing for Bertoni. From, oh, for, oh, for the rest of this episode, Don is going to be dubbing for Bertoni because we don't think that Bertoni's voice is consistent with the image that we're trying to create for the podcast. So uh, Don will be doing Bertoni. And JR is a Marvel executive. Bertoni will be blocking The part of Bertoni will now be played by Donovan Grant. Jeff Love thought that I was too Caucasian for the, oh. role, for the role of myself. No, no that'd, be, uh, that'd be Weissman. You guys are... Um, you know, alluding to our future topics. Well, welcome, Bertoni. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to oh, be doing my own voice. That was just you, Don. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoops. I'm fired now. <laughs> oh, don't and worry. We'll have... find out about you, you being fired via Facebook post. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> oh that's, that's true. <laughs> and welcome, George, to the show, or Mr. Fight Club on the message board and administrator of the site. Welcome, sir. Hi. <laughs> Why? Part of will be playing by a recluse. No. Yeah. <laughs> part of George will not be played or, by... Or an introvert, which is definitely what you are not. Part of George <laughs> will not be played by a boring jackass. <laughs> hey, Zach, what's going on? No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, sorry. Zach isn't on the show. Oh. It's, it's no fun if he can't fight back. Well, it's maybe a little Boom bit. goes the dynamite, Brad. Boom, baby, Boom. All right, let's talk about what's in Spider News. This first one, I think, is the most controversial, or at least it's got the fanboys' panties up in a wad. Oh, yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> how's that for a segue? Uh, issue 685 of Amazing Spider-Man. We're going to re- review it a little bit later uh, in this episode or in the next. Uh, Spider-Man captures the Sandman. He wants to know where, the, where Doc Ock is hanging out. So Sandman and Silver Sable uh, essentially waterboard him. They say... With acid, yeah. That we're, um, yeah. That's not water. It's acid. So they say, if you don't tell us where Doc Ock is, we're gonna pour uh, acid on your face. Oh, whoops. Yeah, which, okay. What they proceed to do? Really? 
What we proceed to do, and the the word balloons from Spider-Man, I'm looking at the image right now, and what? Let Ock take out the world, and Sandman goes, but we're the good guys this time, and Spider-Man goes, I don't buy that. I think six billion lives are on the line, and if I have to waterboard you, or acid board you to save them, I'll do it. Don't think I won't, and his eye is, is dissolving as we look at the uh, the image. So, a lot of people say this is out of character, a lot of people say this is uh, not what Spider-Man typically does, etc. So, let's see. Who wants this one? JR, we'll start with you. You, you, you... Works for me! <laughs> it works for you. So, you don't think this is out of character for Spidey? Well, not particularly, since the, the next panel is him basically sighing relief and saying, boy, that was close, I just about gave in, uh, indicating that he really didn't agree with it, but he was just playing the... Um, he, well, he was playing the part he felt he had to play. I mean, you know, this isn't trying to ke- find out where a jaywalker is hiding. I mean, this the, literally the entire world is at stake, including everybody he cares about, you know. And Sam is spitting denials about, you know, being the good guys when, you know. And, and plus, Sandman's a moron. He only responds to force and, uh, you know, and, and get his ass kicked, you know. He doesn't respond to reason. So, hey, you know, frank, you know frankly, I don't care. You know, go for it. I, let's play Mephisto advocate. Uh-oh. Uh, Don't do that. <laughs> he stood by and let someone else torture somebody. How different is that from what, letting the burglar run by him and do nothing? The burglar's not uh, uh, having a child. Those are way two different scenarios. <laughs> All right. Explain. What are you talking about? Well, one is pouring acid <laughs> on somebody. The other is standing there while someone runs away. <laughs> No, no, he didn't pour the acid. Silver Sable did, but he, correct? But Silver Sable is okay. like essentially under his orders, though. I mean, like he is leading this uh, team, and he's like, he's um, he's endorsing that essentially. It's like what people not are having just, a problem with. She's not just under his orders, but she's also under his spell. <laughs> if you know what that's we're like, saying, that's like caught it a trap. <laughs> I can't walk out. <laughs> <clears throat> oh yeah. And that's like saying, what's the difference between cutting a piece of pie and riding a bicycle? Like <laughs> those are like two different. But but anyway, the Don had a rant about this that he wanted to lead. He's on. letting someone do. He's letting someone. Um, well, the torch. Somebody. He, well, the, standing by and letting doing nothing. Well, this, this is this is kind of like what happens. Um, I like when I first read this and reviewed it, I really didn't think that much of it. Although it did kind of like register a blip on my radar. Like, huh, that's that's really weird. And, you know, I, honestly, I it didn't kind of, you know, I consider myself a pretty liberal guy um, yeah. at the same no. time. No, no. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, at the same time, I, I'm, a, I'm a big 24 fan where every episode was keep yourself and shoving towels down people's throats. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't really think about it too much. But then, thankfully, K-Box, you know, the more arbiter of the Internet, uh, started, a, you know, a big rant, and it got people talking. And like, I mean, and I'm being condescending, person, but I think it is an interesting kind of like we really do need to take a look at, you know, this side of character is this, you know, this something Spider-Man would do. And for this, for the scene of the issue, I think it's just really clumsily written because Spider-Man literally, it's like, Silver Sable does this. She literally pours acid on the guy's brain, and like Spider-Man watches, and then Spider-Man says, "Oh, that would never, you know, abdicate that." But he just did it. So, like, I mean, one issue is whether he's tortured or not. That's a, that's a topic you can discuss. In the context of the story, it's bad writing because he, he says that he would never do it after he just did it. It's like, it's just, yeah. it's just clumsy and lazy. But, like, if you want to talk about whether Spider-Man would or not, I think that's an interesting topic to discuss. And, but, um, you know, it, it's in this particular instance, it's just, a, it's just a, you know, a dumb kind of thing. So, Jr., do you think it's out of character, or do you think it's in character? Hey, Peter yeah, Parker. You know, if I if I thought some scientist was going to cook the world where my kid on the side of the world my kids were on, pouring acid on the bad guy's face would be the least of his worries. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I mean, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the situation is that desperate. You know, I mean, you know, this is you know Mary Jane's life's at stake, Aunt May's life's at stake. You know, desperate times call for desperate measures. Maybe, maybe this isn't the course of option that Spider-Man would want to take. Perhaps he would want to be better than that. You know, perhaps it would be. Perhaps it would have been right to, you know, late maybe later in the story to have a couple of panels saying, "Oh Jesus, what did I just become? What did mm-hmm. I just allow myself to do?" You know, that would be in character to have some kind of regret. But yeah. you know, the the stakes are too high. You know, and and I I just 
uh, I, I, what, what can I say? Get off my lawn! You know? <laughs> what do you think about, like, what he said at the bottom panel where he's like, I have changed, but not that much, not yet. As I now, like but he, I will say, this is exactly. kind of like, what is it, what is it, I, I will, I, I, if, excuse me, I'm sorry. If you're arguing, though, that the story is being written, written in consistently, or, or oh I won't argue with that. Yeah, I, I won't argue with that because it's like you know she go when the, how has he changed? What do you mean how has he changed? He's just adapted to the situation. He's not changed, you know. And Spider Man is always sometimes you know Spider Man occasionally does go off his rocker. I mean he was more than willing, if you recall, to let uh, the murderer, the sin eater, be beaten to death until you know Daredevil called out his civilian name. You know, I mean, the guy had literally turned his back and was letting the mob, you know, beat uh, the scene eater to within an inch of his life. I mean, uh, sometimes, you know, he snaps and he loses it and he makes a questionable moral choice. That's that's uh, that's a within character for all of us. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, some of this, well, you've changed, you've changed. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I had a hard time following some of that. Hmm. I George. Oh, go ahead. Oh, Bertone, go, Bertone, go ahead. <clears throat> when I first read this, I i mean, I read that scene, and I, I processed it, but I moved on. Like, it didn't really raise any red flags in my head, and it wasn't until people started saying stuff online. And the first people who I saw saying stuff online were the people who usually, like, have outcries about every single issue anyway. <laughs> so you automatically dismissed it. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, I don't want to say dismiss it, but, like, oh, okay, this is what we're upset about. But then when other people and, like, blogs started talking about this – that kind of made me question it, and I'm actually still unsure about it. Like, there's a lot of questions that I'm asking myself here. And w- one thing, though, is um, they've compared it to him hanging people off of buildings and, like, you know, well, that's psychological torture. First of all, there is a big difference between hanging a guy off of a building saying that you're going to drop them than pouring acid on them. Like, yeah. are, 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 are we going to are, – are we really going to say that that's the same thing? Because you're undermining your argument right there. Because there's now, always there's an intent other... for him not to do that. Like, right. he won't drop them, but he's, he'll, he makes them think that he'll drop them, but he's never going to, whereas acid, he's actually doing it. Now, <clears> and looking at the issue again, you know, it's, it's Silver Sable who does it, and he's just mm-hmm. kind of, I'm, I'm not going to say he's just kind of there and does nothing but twiddle his thumbs because he is a participant in this, but it's Silver Sable that does it, and it's him who, I mean, he, you could tell he's kind of nervous and he doesn't feel right about the thing for what it's worth. Even though he's consenting to it, he's – now, what other people have brought up, though, which has kind of made me think that this might not be so bad is – in stories like Back in Black uh, and other stuff, he's broken people's arms. He's like, he's he's injured people. He's broken bones in those stories. And what's worse, breaking the arm of a mortal sniper or pouring acid on a mythical sand creature with magical, well, not magical powers, but like, you know, with superpowers. It's, and like JR said too, the stakes are, I don't want to sound like a Marvel hype man. The stakes are higher than they've ever been before. Whoa! <laughs> like, I mean, it's, this, the stakes are high. This is like, you know, the whole world. Like, this isn't like, you know, a place is going to be robbed or, you know, like Gwen Stacy will be killed yet again. This is the whole the whole world will be fried. So you do kind of have to step up your game. I'm I'm still a little unsure about this, but I, I think that this can be easily defended if you cite, you know, other times where he's kind of, like JR said, gone off his rocker. But it's you're losing your own argument if you say, well, pouring acid on someone is the same thing as hanging them off of a building, of course. Yeah, we're going to talk about what Wacker said about this. Oh, uh, feel free. Well, um, I'm going off of like uh, Chris's quotes on the comments section, and according to Wacker, mm-hmm. he said, quote, and like, these are like four or five quotes. Uh, these are fantasy stories to entertain. Adults tend to overthink them to find enemies. At a certain point, you, parentheses, global you, just are, an, are just an adult who's severely overthinking a comic. Some people like to say torture to politicize an exciting superhero comic, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You lose. Good day, sir. Uh, the author never... of Bertoni Hates Betty does not overthink comic books. Oh, oh, oh. You lose. Good day, sir. Is he stealing our Willy Wonka? No, that, thing? Was, that, that, was, that was me. That was, that was an embolus. That was to say, dude. George, we haven't heard from you. What do you think of this? Okay, um... I'm going to come at this from both sides of the fence, Brad. Okay. All right, hit it. Hit me. All right, first of all, Spidey works alongside routinely and often around people like Wolverine and Punisher. He is on the same team as Wolverine. He has seen Wolverine and Punisher kill. He has acted – he has he has gone in situations knowing that Punisher is going to kill people, and he hates it, but he's okay with it. You know, he's mm-hmm. like, okay, 
I hate this, but I understand that we have to do this right now. He's done this before. He did it all through the 90s when Wolverine and Punisher and Venom were literally in every effing comic that came out. Yeah. All right. You can't, even tell, you can't even tell like the history of the Marvel Universe from 90 to 2000 without Wolverine and the Punisher being the Nexus. <laughs> so, all right. Right. So, I, I, I don't have a problem with looking at this and saying I don't think he'd really have a problem with it. The there's two problems here. Number one, I don't buy Sandman being scared of acid at all. He has been turned into glass and mud and wa- literally washed away and departicalized and had to and had to spend time gathering himself back together. Right. I, I just don't. I don't buy that he's going to be terrified of some uh, of some acid. First of all, I think that speaks to slot not understanding you know the character's powers. Number two, um, you know, I, we're talking about the end of the world. Six and a half billion people about to die. And there's so many characters cracking jokes throughout this damn thing. I don't really buy that he's taking this situation as serious as, you know, what he's trying to pass off in the scene. Yeah, well, there's a lot of lives at stake. Yeah, well, act like it, jackass. Because, you know, yeah. we've seen Spider-Man. Yeah, that's, that's a big Spider-Man, thing. Slot, yeah. Slot does not understand this character fundamentally. Spider-Man uses humor to anger and, and what's the word I'm looking for, and sort of cajole whoever he's fighting and to get them to make mistakes. This, this, is why, yeah. this is why he does it. Because, I mean, especially when you look back at Spider-Man's first battles, they hated the fact he was a smartass. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you get angry, you make mistakes. This is the whole point that he uses humor when he's Spider-Man. Plus, you know, he gets to cut loose and, you know, play jokes off. Where is he using humor right. in the thing, though? Dude, he's used humor all over this. In the second part of that damn thing, uh, he's making he makes a joke about the fact that Mysterio's working with him. No, I mean, like, in, in the scene, like, where the acid scene... Not in the scene, like, John. I'm talking in the entire damn arc. If this is the end of the Earth, right, if he really thinks that six and a half billion people are, 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 in, about, to, are about to get snuffed out by the doctor, is she really going to be cracking wise, you know, half the time? Him or anyone else, for that matter. Well, I mean, in fairness, I think that's more of a review of the issue than this than this we're talking about, though. No, I mean, no, I mean, just real. It, it ties it ties into what I'm saying, Don. I mean, the character doesn't take this seriously. The character's proving it throughout the entire damn arc. So, if the character is showing me in the entire arc that they don't really take this seriously, in this one scene, I don't I don't buy that suddenly he's okay with with torture because so many lives are on the line. Like, okay, you can't go that heavy because you don't even take this seriously. No, I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. It's okay. Kind of, also, it's kind of like once. <clears throat> so, slot. Hang on. Slot in torture. Remember, remember when Sue tortured the mime back in the Fantastic Four story, just no. for fun. It, so it's it's weird to me. It's like I think Slot might have some kind of torture. You know, what's, I, I hesitate to use the word fetish, but you know. Okay. Okay. We're talking. About <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. I, I said I hesitate to use the word, but, but I mean he's made it. This is. I don't know, is it becoming a thing, like, you know, like Judd Winnick with gay characters now? Well, well I mean, like... It's two stories that were years apart. <laughs> you can probably find more instances of cakes and nightclubs in his stories, and he doesn't have a fetish. <laughs> of what? Of cakes, cakes and nightclubs? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that every comic book had, had, had a cake in it, and the first brand-new day story had a nightclub, and so did the... Um, um, paper doll one. I mean, he's I used those more than he's used torture. I, I do think it's funny, though, because, um, you know, Slot, back when he did post on the site, attacked me once for being a conservative. During the middle of, of a Spider-Man conversation, he just, you know, he loses it and blames up, oh, yeah, well, you know, you watch Fox News and you're conservative and yada, yada. And I was like, okay, that has nothing to do with it, but whatever. Um, and then he's written two stories now in which, like, his supposedly favorite character, or no, pardon me, one story in which his, you know, supposedly favorite character is all on board with, with, with torture. Oh, yeah, let's go ahead and do this. Well, okay, now that we didn't have to do it, maybe I won. You know what I mean? It's it's weird. Yeah. So is it out of character, George? Um, it's not out of character, I think, for him to be around people who make those kinds of harsh, rash, extreme decisions, and he understands why it has to be done, because he's shown that in the past. Um, I just don't buy that he takes the situation seriously enough to warrant uh, what's being done in the first place. I guess I'm the only one that thinks it's out of character, because I think he would use his mind, as he did a couple pages later, to get flip the uh, the Mysterio. Flip Mysterio to get on, on his yeah, team. Yeah, all he had to I say was, hey, your daughter yeah. is, is in danger. Your daughter's dead, dude. Yeah. Boom. 
And he's like, okay, I'll work. All right. Not, 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 I'll, I'll talk. Let me exactly. pour this acid down your eye hole. <laughs> Ouch. And I, I think it I think it would be passed glossed over a little bit if that scene didn't happen almost immediately afterwards, where he showed his intellect instead of his his brawn, I guess. I don't know. Can I uh, I just well, it, it's it's also inconsistent because why isn't he trying to get Sandman to flip? If there's anyone in this whole thing he's he knows he can get to flip, it's Sandman. He's a former Avenger, he could flip. To a silver sable, so she you know, like she could I, use their history. I, yeah, right, because she doesn't even know him. Um can I just say like, one last thing about, like, the whole, like, how they responded to this? Yeah. Because I think that, like, it's, I mean, again, whether this was written badly or not, like, it would open up an honest argument about, you know, does, can Spider-Man torch, well, maybe can if the world's in danger, you know, like, whatever it takes. But the way they responded about this is that you guys are, you guys are caring too much about the story, despite the fact that this is the ends of the earth, and, you know, Spider-Man in the scene says this is a serious situation. So they're saying it's a serious situation, but when people are saying, like, even if it's a serious situation, the methods which Spider-Man uses are questionable, they're, they're taking it as seriously as they, they want the readers to take it. And then Wacker says, you guys are taking it too seriously. All he had to do was say, understand Spider-Man's, you know, Spider-Man's desperate, understand this, instead of, why does he insult the readers? And I'm being serious. Like, what, what's wrong with you? I don't understand that. Well, it's, it's the same thing with the, it's the same thing with the Van Lenty rape. They knew what they were putting into the book. They wanted people to take it that way, and then when people did, then they got offended and turned it back around on everybody else. And they're like, "Oh, well, wait a minute, that's the problem with you. This isn't a rape story. That's not rape at all." They just they went to the floor and they did a couple more kisses and then got up and what you know watched Netflix. <laughs> Remember that? They, yeah. At, at the time, I, I was saying Marvel wanted to have their rape and eat it too. I mean, because yeah. that's. They wanted to, that reaction, and when people react strongly to it, and then when people continue to do it and take it even, you know, take even more offense to it than I guess they had envisioned, then you know, then oh well, you know, it's your fault, it's not ours, so go f yourself. Everything comes back to that: it's your fault, not ours. Screw you. Yeah. All right. Another. Moving on to another topic. Uh, another thing that's got Spider fans upset is uh, the Civil War. Yeah, a lot of lot of upset Spider fans this month. It seems. <laughs> We're, our underoos are up our butts, you know? Anyway, uh, Civil War novelization. Stuart Moore has written a prose version of the Civil War storyline that happened back in 2006, and it's coming out soon. And they, he did a little bit of changes to the story. We, uh, oh, crazy Chris. Shit. <laughs> okay, he, he torched the damn story and wrote, and wrote it. And uh, Crazy Chris put this on the front page and drew it to my attention. I had no idea. Uh, this... Uh, the Spider-Man in this story, uh, evidently, is post One More Day, and he's single. He's not married. Uh, there's no revealing his identity to the press. There's no Aunt May getting shot. There's no marriage. A whole bunch of changes to Spider-Man. So, George and I are going to do a dramatic reading uh, of some – this is quotes from the book. Uh, so, George, can you do the, the Tigra line, where um, Spider-Man meets Tigra on the Avengers you want, team? You want me to do that, that section, that whole little bit? That section, and I'll do the se- second section. Okay. So, you, 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 you read right. Tigra. Let, let's hear it. This is, this is what appears in the book, <laughs> as performed by George. Tigra reached out her arms and half-hugged, half-hoisted Spider-Man up out of the building. Her furry body was warm and muscular. Bikini costume barely covered her at all. She held Spidey close, just a little too long. Welcome to the Avengers, Tiger smiled, ran flirty eyes down Spider-Man's thin frame. About time we got some hot guys in this group. Mm. <laughs> do, now, do the purr. Do the purr. There you go. <laughs> Both times, that's the perfect time to do it. You know, not only is this not only is this like bad fan fiction, but it's badly written. I mean, I just Tiger smiled, comma ran flirty eyes on Spider-Man's thin frame. I mean, seriously, this is something yeah. I turned back in junior high and say, really try again. And another line to emphasize Spider-Man's single status. This is uh, about uh, Sue Storm. Sue grimaced, turned toward the FF's plane. Quote, I'll follow him. Make sure he's okay. You can catch a ride home. Sure, Reed replied. Their eyes met for a moment in a profound, silent understanding. (laughs) Spider-Man found himself wondering, could I ever be that close to a woman? (laughs) I thought I could help it. Yeah, I thought I could help it. Oh, yeah. 
Not Mephisto. Not unless you, not unless you get drunk from a wedding. Oops, except okay. you really didn't get drunk. Yeah, but I never drink. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So, Don, what do you think of this? <laughs> uh, like George said, um, as, a, as a, you know, graduated English major, I'm insulted on a technical level. This is pathetic writing. Like, I, but just also, <laughs> as an English major, offended at the women's studies minor, offended because, like, you're, you're trying to tell me that, like, you have the skinny, you know, Spider-Man is described in the same group as, like, Thor and Hercules. And just, about time we got some hot guys here. The guy that I can't see <laughs> that. She works alongside Captain America and Thor and, you know, Hercules. Oh, but now we finally got a hot, scrawny guy. It's bad writing. It's annoying, you know. It nears the offensive. And, like, why, you know, okay, Civil War, at least, I would say at least 25% of that, if, you know, it's an integral part of that, if not one-third, was, like, about Spider-Man, you know, how he was the everyday hero who unmasked because he was making a decision. He was making a decision off the, off the fact of his loved ones. And now they're, like, you know, if you're not going to have that storyline included, and, and I understand it's sort of a tangent, like, this, uh, uh, the Secret Wars and the, and the costume. I said it's a tangent, but, you know, like, you need to know what you're getting into. You really can't, you know... Because what's Spider-Man's role going to be this entire time? This is going to be the observer. He's going to be the watcher who, you know, like, uh, know, gets hard next to her or something. Like, it's it's, <laughs> it's stupid. And it's, I don't want to get too much angry to this because it is, it is so dumb. But, like, really, it's <laughs> – I'm done. Someone must do this. <laughs> Bertoni, what do you think of that fanfic? <laughs> well, um, it's – um, it sounds just like those Mary Jane prose novels from San Diego that we were making fun of last year. It, it's written with the same amount of quality. Um, yeah. After you posted that article on the front page, I was at Books a Million, and I saw one. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'll check this out you know, for giggles. So, Bertoni, it's 25 bucks for this thing? Yep. Um, and, <laughs> Good God. But anyway, yeah, I uh, saw it at Books a Million, 25 bucks, and there's no Jeez. way in Mephisto's realm that I'm buying this for 25 bucks. <laughs> I'll get it at San Diego. Even for a chuckle. Speaking of, this is off topic, but there's a new Spider-Man trivia book out. Uh, are you going to pick that up? Um, maybe so. Uh, so I could like, so, so I could like so so I could write to the publisher saying you got this wrong. This wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I want to buy it so I can win the next this year's version. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jr. Uh, we haven't heard from you yet. What do you think of the Civil War Fan, horny tiger fanfic? Fanfic. <laughs> well, this kind of reminds me what uh, remember when Darwin Cook was uh, ranting uh, some time ago about how he felt the comics were being written for horny forty, you know, for essentially, you know, uh, horny 45-year-olds or whatever who are living vicariously through the characters. I mean, that's that's what this sounds like, exactly what it sounds like. You know, it's funny, the everyman, Spider-Man's an everyman, right? Right. The everyman can't get married, you know, but the everyman can have a two-legged cat, you know, lusting <laughs> over him and anxious to leave fur balls all over his body. So... <laughs> You know, it's it's. I mean, really, really, really. What do you say? The the whole concept and just the way it was written. I had to turn my mic off during George's dramatic reading because if it didn't sound bad, if it didn't sound bad when you were just reading it, George's dramatic reading uh, put it, put it into another stratosphere. I don't even know. How, I don't know how a publisher could. Uh, I don't know how a publisher could 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 let something like that bad go through. <laughs> The really? line she held Spider-Man close just a little too long is just that's, oh my. That's God. just too suggestive to be taken seriously. Well, it, that that's badly written. I mean, just grammatically speaking, it's it's horribly horribly yeah. written. Is is Spider-Man the main character in this? Because that's like the only way you can kind of pull that off. It's like you know, like ah, reader, Spider-Man's you know, like like he's he's with this girl. Aren't you happy for him? It's like what? I think some of the best parts of Spider-Man were in Civil War with the with the uh, unmasking and and the king the kingpin fight. Oh, do, do we know that he yeah. doesn't unmask in this? Like, is that well? He, the, the whole reason he did he unmasked in the, in the original story was for uh, his aunt and his, and his wife. And like now it's like if he's if he's not married, I don't think do because like you know the whole unmasking involves Mephisto and all that stuff. I'm, I don't think he does. In this thing. Like, do we know that he switches sides and doesn't unmask? I mean, he could do it for like Tigra or something. <laughs> he pulled off now, his mask a little too sad, long. Sadly, this has got me so <laughs> revealing this a rugged, has... handsome face. 
now it really makes me want to read the damn book now that uh, that to see what actually happens to Spider-Man, which is kind of sad. I am morbidly curious now. I am morbidly curious. This was their publicity plan all along. Yeah, we're gonna piss the Spider-Man fans out and sell four extra copies. <laughs> I don't have. I don't live long enough to waste this kind of time on this thing. <laughs> how many pages? How many pages is this thing? How, how long would it take me to get through? Probably this like thing? a size of a Harry Potter book. Three hundred and fifty-two pages. Yeah, released. But, but, but it's a young adult novel, so like it, the words it are probably like really big. So Brad, it, it's, it's gonna read fast. You know, like story of O. <laughs> All right, speaking, uh, I mean, keeping with the, the marriage. Keeping uh, with the betrayal scene. run. Betrayal run. Another thing that ticks Spider-Man fans off about the marriage. <laughs> Man, it's nothing but ticked off Spider-Man fans this month. Really Next is, month, let's talk about it, It's almost like Marvel planned it that way. <laughs> They're like, what topics can we give the crawl space to talk about? Uh, it seems uh, North Star got married. Right. Uh, on this past month, in astonishing. He, you know, he's getting married this month. He proposed last month, or oh, in fifty and fifty-one is when he got married, right? Right, but but everyone's already pissed off about well, it. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't even think about yet. Astonishing X Men uh, number fifty-one has a variant cover, and uh, the very uh, three fourths of the page is blank, where you can put your own wedding photo. It, uh, underneath the logo of the book. Also, it has uh, some uh, artwork around the cover and on the back page of famous Marvel couples that have gotten married over the years, including North Star, and on the cover is Reed and Sue Storm. I mean, Reed and Sue Richards. We've got Lalandra and Professor X on the back, the Wasp and Hank Pym, Storm and Black Panther, Scarlet Witch and Vis- Vision, uh, Quicksilver and Mad- uh, 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 what's uh, Crystal? Um, Crystal. Uh, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, Cyclops and Jean Grey, and Namor and Mantra. Which, wow, that I didn't even know he was married to her. Mm-hmm. What is lacking from the <laughs> is one of the most well-known Spider marriages of all time that ha- took place in Shea Stadium of all places in the newspaper strip and amazing. S- Spider-Man Annual 21. There's no Peter and Mary Jane on the cover. Didn't um, Stan Lee uh, officiate that marriage in Stacey Stadium? Yep, he did, <laughs> back in 87. So, uh, a Spider-Fan wrote in to Tom Brevort's Form Spring account. Hey, Good I job. Got Yay! I've been practicing for months. Actually, just days. <laughs> uh, they said, quote, Why was Spider-Man's wedding omitted from the variant cover to Astonishing X-Men number 51. I'd have expected to see it featured on a cover celebrating Marvel's most memorable weddings. So, editor Tom Brevoort replied, quote, that marriage was erased and undone, so it made sense not to even go there. So, all the Spider-Man fans growled. <laughs> I don't know. George, we'll start with you. Why are you ticked about this? Do you understand, Brevoort, why he said that? Uh, no, I don't understand Brevoort because I know how, I don't have any kind of frame of reference for you know being that big of a uh, B <laughs> Go ahead. Um, no, I I'm not surprised at all by the response. Uh, it's tactless. It's you know it says oh hey once again yes this is me giving you the middle finger because I don't really care about any of you and neither does anyone here. We see it in every response from Brevoort. We see it from every response from Wacker. Uh, we see it from every response from Slot. I take that back, not from every response on slide. Um, but what's funny, you know, Brad, a good idea on this on this one is, and they're trying too hard. I mean, for Brevard to come out and say this, and, and it's such an obvious thing, it, it was the biggest marriage in the Marvel Universe. It really was. Spider-Man and Mary Jane was the there – was, there was no other marriage that was – that is as significant or given that big a, of an impact. I mean, before then – Not it, even Reed and Sue? Before then it was Reed and Sue. Um, but when I mean when Spider Man happened, I mean did Reed and Sue get married at Shea Stadium in front no. of tens of thousands of people? You know what I mean? Right. right. So for them to continually keep whitewashing it with these little curt comments, well it was erased and undone, it never happened. Just get over it. Why can't you just be over it now? That's what Brevard's comment says. Um, you know, and I, I used the term whitewash early or earlier. I think when we were all talking in reference to something else. And and, and of course here on the cover we have a big white blank. And we all know what should be there. So here's what I propose, Brad. Here's what <laughs> yeah. I propose. Yes. Since Tom Brevard is such a man of the people, <laughs> and I don't know anything about this foamy spring stuff, um, can you post pictures for somebody there? 
Uh, he has to approve it, I think. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, <laughs> well, I tell you what. I, uh, let's do this. Let's do this. Um, and, and, and we can post it here at the Crawl Space. I We're going to end up in to, jail by the end of this conversation. <laughs> I want people, no, no. I want people to take that cover. You know, okay. and, and I want people to take out the white on on the on the right side there on the where the cover would be, and input your favorite Peter and Mary Jane picture. Aww, the one with the like, on they having sex. Input your favorite Peter and Mary Jane <laughs> picture, and I want you to send it in to to um, Brad. What email address can they use for that? Uh, crawlspacemail at gmail dot com. I want you I'll to, put it on the, I'll put it on the front page. If you okay, yeah, let's make a contest of it. Send send us yep. your best Photoshop or your best image where Spider Man and Mary Jane are inside there. And uh, if you do that, you know what? I'm going to buy somebody a trade paperback of uh, of about thirty bucks value. The Civil, the Civil oh, wow! Thing. I'm going to buy a support book. That's not happen. <laughs> I'll get you the Civil War novelization where Tigra so, is going at Peter. Yeah. We will have a contest, and let's say staff, uh, if you are if you're a reviewer for the site or you're an admin, um, you can't you can't be up for the up for the book. How's that? Oh, okay. Um, so we'll just leave it to people on the message board. Let's say you have to be registered on the message board. Okay. Okay. You have to be at least. Well, you know what? No, because like if we do that, then some other jackass site out there is going to come along and say, "Oh, well, you can't do that and have a contest. You can't make people do something. You have to be able." To. Here's here's a fair bet. If they listen to the show, they can enter. Okay. Here you go. Yeah. If you're hearing this podcast, enter the show. Exactly. All right. There. Yeah. That's and, fair. And, and, and here's your second prize. If if you if you use the image of him slapping her across the room from the uh, <laughs> saga. I will buy you a beer at San Diego. <laughs> All right, but the, fir- the, the first prize, 30 bucks value, and I, w- I will buy them a trade paperback and mail it off to them for the best, the best image using that cover with Peter and Mary Jane as a couple. Not necessarily from, the, from getting married, but as a couple. There you go. That's pretty good. All right, and we'll call it we'll – uh, what should we call it? We should name it after Brevard somehow. <laughs> we should call it uh, Tommy B's Spider – no, we can't do that. We'll get in trouble. Uh, we should call it Ode to Brevert. How about that? Or Tom Brevert, will you marry me? Let's call it that. <laughs> the Spider-Man Crossface Tom Brevert, will you marry me contest. I do the marriage contest. I don't know. Whatever you want. What do you all think? I, I, I love it. I, I think it's generous of you to give a paperback out. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, as long as the paperback isn't like one more day or something. <laughs> now, Brad, here's what we'll do. You okay? So yep. that email goes off to you. Yes. You collect. Uh, you collect all the images and then post them in the admin form, and then all the uh, all the admin staff will vote on it. Very cool. All right. All right. All right. Very awesome. How do you follow that one, Jr. <laughs> Jr. What do you think of the uh, the the marriage cover and the most famous wedding being omitted from the variant cover? Well, uh, you certainly don't follow any any of George's soliloquies adequately, uh, so I don't even know that I'm going to try. Um, yeah. The thing is, what do you expect? You know, I mean, you know how yeah. Brevert and, Mar- and Marvel feel about the marriage. You know, you, people ask them variations of the same question. They know the answer they're going to get. Um, why even ask anymore? Um, it's apparent that they, that, you know, that they still have a very petty and narrow-minded, small-minded attitude toward this whole thing, uh, and that's not going to change no matter how many times or how many variations of the question people ask them. So, you know, what do you expect? You know, that's all I got to say. What do you expect? You know, just move on. And you know, I saw a quote the other day uh, about Cusada's uh, infamous quote about. Uh, they're out of ideas when they they combine the Marvel universe with the Ultimate <laughs> Universe, and and I think it was Brevoort. I could be wrong. I I think it was on his Formspring account where he defended uh, his boss and said, "Well, he changed his mind. It could happen," etc. So which may which the follow up argument would be so he can change his mind on the marriage too, couldn't he? Did somebody no, actually ask that? No, no. I mean, if, if I was there, I'd follow that up with his answer. But uh, no, he'll never do that. He'll, no, he'll, he'll, Spider, Spider-Man he'll, could go down to Spider-Man could go down to five issues sold in the direct market, and Joe Quesada and everyone that he hired, including Alonzo and everybody else on down. Um, Brevert was there before Quesada, but every one of them would be like, "Yes, this was the best way to go with the character." Clearly. <laughs> all right, let, let's move on to a topic where uh, people not aren't. All t- of us gave our- oh, I'm sorry, Batoni. Go ahead, man. What about the gun box? <laughs> yeah. 
The, the young hit. folks, yeah, I don't think Don went either. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, you, hit it, guys. Josh, go ahead first. You ageists. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, what about Matt Murdock and Mila Donovan? I mean, it's a crime that they're not on there. And No, I, I, I kid, though. I, I had a better joke about that yesterday when we <laughs> recorded this for the first time for the fans who don't know. But... Uh, yeah, this, this when is you, take two of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. When you do stuff like these, there's always going to be someone left out. Like, fans of a character could always say, what about this one? What about this one? I think, though, what makes the whole Spider-Man marriage different is, like, that was something that was more of an event than the other ones. That was something where there was the big publicity thing in Shea Stadium, and and it is, you know, their most iconic and most recognizable character, so... It's yeah. a mission is a great one, but I mean, after the podcast yesterday, um, um, I was talking to Don on the phone, and we, you know, had a duel to the death over this. Actually, <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> no, no, not, not quite, not quite that bad. And I was like, you know what? It's not the Marriage Hall of Fame. It's just a cover. He's like, it most certainly is the Marriage Hall of Fame. No, no, no. That 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 is a big exaggeration of what actually went down. But well, uh, um, I, I, I think that it. I, oh, go ahead. No, I don't, I don't want. I don't want to interrupt it when you're done. I think that it should have been on there, but it's like, this is a cover that, like, it's getting a lot of attention because of the One Million Moms hate group or something, and otherwise it's, in six months, no one's going to care or talk about this, like, issue anymore. It's, you know, North Star's getting married. How many of you care about North Star? Well, okay, no, that's, actually, that's not fair. North Star does have some fans. I, I, I take that back, but you know what I mean. It's like, it's... It's kind of we have bigger fish to fry, and this is just like kind of a flash in the pan. Yeah, it, it's it happened in the same month as two. I mean, it's five years later, and as George, we were talking about, we're still ticked. I don't think they assumed we'd still be ticked, right? Yeah, well, no, they said this before. They said it's been that that they expected this to all be over within five years. That by five years, everybody will have forgotten that Joe Quesada wrote the worst story ever told in a Spider-Man. <laughs> and oh, I, you know what? People are just as pissed off of that. I think last time the worst story ever told with Ole Miss. Stuff, <laughs> and stuff like this, stuff like this cover. And I'm sorry, this yeah. is this is a middle finger to Spider-Man fans. This, yeah, this, is, yeah. this is an inside joke. I guarantee you there was a meeting about this, and, 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 and people were probably giggling. <laughs> um... I, 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 I share George's views, with, uh, although I, I don't think uh, – I'm not going to express them as, as harshly. I think the big thing about this is that this is celebrating marriage in the Marvel Universe. And I was telling Josh last night that, like, you know, I understand Brit, uh, Tom Brevoort's statement because, you know, it, like, like, like currently Spider-Man isn't married. And like, I, the marriage was retconned. That's a legitimate reason why he's not on there. But at the same time, the reason why they defended Spider-Man not being married th- – Marvel now, at least, is embracing marriage and saying they're not anti-marriage. When they're saying that marriage wasn't right for Spider-Man, Joe Quesada specifically was using very, very a lot of anti-marriage statements, especially saying, you know. So the, the, the consensus is we don't dislike marriage. We're just saying marriage makes you less interesting and is not, not fun for a story. So they're talking to, out of two sides of their mouth, and they're being – it's, again, what JR always says, them being very, very disingenuous. So while it makes sense for their reasoning not to put them on there, it's still insulting to a degree. They could have had, they could have had at least a, a slight reference to it rather than ignore it at all because they really are like, you know, saying, we love marriage. You know, Northstar is young. He's getting married. You know, it'll, it'll be great. Spider-Man, oh, come on, guys. He, he, it really – they're not being honest. And it's just, uh, again, why do they do this? I forgot, I forgot a good point that we made yesterday, too, was um, that the argument that Brevoort used was that, you know, the marriage was done and erased and there was no point in doing it. Most of the marriages on this cover are, like, either over or in various states of disrepair, like Crystal and Pietro, good lord. That, that's like, yeah. she, she's remarried now. I, I think really? that they, like, got back together. Very briefly yeah. during House of M, but uh, aside from that, I think that they've been divorced since like the '80s. And like, uh, Scott yeah. Summers and like that could, that could be Madeline Pryor, and they know they're not married anymore. Who knows? Oh, that's true. But he's not married to either of them anymore. One's dead. One was a dead Goblin clone. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right, let's move on. To something that's not ticking Spider-Man fans Keaton off. Okay? <laughs> now, now we'll go back to Keaton in a bit. Uh, let's see. It's 
Spider. Here's the headline for this story: Spider-Man saves Spain's economy. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is one of the weirdest Spider-Man stories I've ever heard of. All right, I, I got this off the wire. That uh, nationalized Spanish lender Bankia is offering a Spider-Man towel to young investors as part of a drive to hold on to deposits after being taken over by the state in the biggest bank rescue in Spain's history. Uh, let's see. The bank, which holds about 10% of Spanish deposits, is offering a prize to youngsters if they manage to save 300 euros, which equals 380 bucks, by the end of the month. For every 50 euros saved, account holders can enter a draw for a trip to New York, and they can also get a Spider-Man towel. <laughs> so, op- kids, open your uh, bank account at the bank, and you can help save Spain's economy. Weird. <laughs> Very strange. Uh, Bertoni, we'll start with you. We haven't started with you yet. Ugh. What do you think of Spider-Man Tell and saving the economy? Rip it, Josh. <laughs> well, hopefully we can recapture the magic of yesterday. This is why your economy is failing, because you have bad ideas. You are not supposed to be running governments or making financial decisions if this is how you think. First of all, the, these are incentives for the children. The children don't have the money. The children <laughs> don't have income. They get allowances from their parents. Give the incentives to their parents, the people who make the money. Also, yeah. you know, for, for this to work, you need to rely on the fact that kids are effing stupid. <laughs> okay, here. Hold on. Hold, 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 hold on. Let, let, let me ask someone else in the room this. Jo- Joseph, okay, would you save $380 in a bank if you could get a Spider-Man towel? What would you do if you wanted a Spider-Man towel instead? <laughs> he just said, I'll buy one from 10 bucks somewhere on eBay. That is the problem. <laughs> Why would you save – if you are going to save 380 bucks, you need a better reward than a Spider-Man towel that you could get from – Joseph said 10 bucks on eBay. I'm going to say go to Walmart and get it for 5 bucks. <laughs> like, Even that. <laughs> 10 copies of the Civil War prose novel. And, and, this, and this is Spain. Are Spider-Man towels like, you know, like Xboxes there or something? Like, <laughs> you're like, oh, awesome. I could play with this thing for hours. Let me tie it around my neck and – Wow, look look at how it's drying me from, you know, swimming in the pool. It's, it's you do not run countries. You have bad ideas. This is this is you th- this, this is like gotta, these have to be mock non Marvel endorsed towels or, or knockoff towels. Like Miter's fan. That makes it even worse. <laughs> You're not even going to get the licensed products. <laughs> Can you imagine the the bank president calling up uh, Walt Disney and say, "I need about a thousand Spider-Man towels to save our economy"? He'd get laughed off the planet. I mean, <laughs> and they would do it. And most children don't have the patience or the economic skills. <laughs> this is. Oh. Oh. Do not run countries. You you are bad. You are bad at what you are doing. This is why your bank is failing. Your bailout is not going to work. Maybe next you'll offer you know Batman socks or something. You know, for <laughs> that's that's that's, a, that's Eastern Europe. <laughs> Jr. Under any circumstances, can you imagine Spencer coming to you and saying, "Dad, I need three hundred bucks for a Spider-Man towel." <laughs> Well, is it 380 American dollars or 380 yes. whatever's in the Spanish Three, uh, currency? 380 bucks U.S. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I was about to say, if that's such a bad idea, I guess this puts the Greek idea on hold of offering teenagers nudie pictures of Electra if they'll d- deposit money <laughs> in their banks, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. That'd be the Spank Bank. I'm so sorry. Down <laughs> <laughs> in heaven, Why? This is a sad day. Isn't it, though? Yeah. So, Jr., what, what's your two cents on this? This is odd. Well, yeah, odd it's odd. Children, put your two cents in the bank and save us from decades of economic mismanagement, you know? So, I mean, what, you know, what else are, you know, what else are they, if this doesn't work, what are they going to do? Are they going to go to the schools and start beating them up for their lunch money to put in their banks as well? You know? <laughs> so, uh, well, what do you, wipe, what? Your, wipe your blood off with this Spider-Man towel. Oh. Make me stick. <laughs> you know, what, I mean, come on, what, what do you expect from governments and major financial institutions, you know? You know, what do you, like, you know, like in America, our financial institutions 
institutions say, oh, you can't pay your credit card bill at the current interest rate. Okay, we'll raise it to 29.99%. That'll help you pay it back, pay us back much better. You know, I mean, come on, politicians and bankers, they're both too, you know, they're both stupid. They're... <laughs> Uh, George, how much is three hundred and eighty bucks? You gonna get a towel? <laughs> three hundred and eighty bucks. I better be getting more than a towel, Jack. <laughs> there better be a woman. That... <laughs> right. There better be a happy ending involved. I'm paying that. Guy. <laughs> you know what we're my brother, my brother just went on eBay and he found a Spider-Man towel for eight ninety-nine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Spain is, um... Spain is saved. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I and this is something I brought up yesterday. Uh, the whole thing reminds me. Remember in, in Superman two when E. G. Marshall is the president and General Zod's making him kneel in front of national TV and he he finally yells out, "Superman, Superman, can you hear me? Save us!" You know, and, and it makes me think of, of Spain's uh, socialist uh, leader. I think his name's Zapata, or he defeated again. I don't know. Um, uh, of him just doing that and addressing the entire country. I know things are dire. I know we've you know, run out of cash, um, and we're broke, and nothing's working. Um, Spider-Man! Spider-Man, can you hear me? Save us! And then Spidey shows up on an Avengers Quinjet. You know, I was just thinking... An Avengers Quinjet filled with Spider-Man towels, and he's just, he's just making it rain. He's making it rain towels. He's like, I'm here to save you, bitches! Make it rain! Make it rain! <laughs> Make it rain with towels! And then all these towels are falling from the sky, and the people are like, Oh, blessed be, Spider-Man has brought us towels! <laughs> Spider-Man, make it rain! God has, God has heard our prayers. Spider-Man has made the red rain and has saved us all. And there's towels hitting kids in the streets, you know? And they're like, Oh, God. You know? The day, the day Spider-Man made the sky red and saved Spain. That would be better than Ends of the Earth. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, no. You better watch it. I'm going to torture you, you just with spoil, this You just spoil the, the end of the story like Max Modell and everyone will be on that boat like Sokla Blue. I've got it. Towels. That will counteract the like magnifying glass thing in the sky. We need towels. <laughs> lots and lots of towels. <laughs> Provide us shade. Well, that's Give how me. Arnold Schwarzenegger kept the bad guys from tracking him in Total Recall. He wrapped a towel around his head. Also... <laughs> That's true. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Spider towels, baby. All right, that was a good one. Uh, moving on to uh, some cartoon news. And it better be uh, recorded. Because <laughs> <laughs> we ain't doing that again. <laughs> the um, Josh Keaton, who did the voice of Peter Parker's Spider-Man in the Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon, which I've, who I've interviewed, he's... Good people. He uh, did a guest spot on the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes cartoon where Spider-Man makes a cameo. And he recorded some uh, audio for the character. And it seems that Drake Bell, who is the current voice of the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, went back and redubbed the audio of Keaton's lines. And Keaton, uh, without Keaton's knowledge, and he just found out about it of all places on Facebook. So, um, oh no, he he uh, was watching the show at home with his with his bag of popcorn and and found out he was dubbed and posted. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought he just found out about it on Facebook. Anyway, where, I where did you hear that, Don? Yeah, no, he, he said he said uh, on his Facebook thing, I was watching ready ready to see my performance, and they dubbed over me, didn't he? Huh? I read oh, he was spending quality time with um, the lady friend on his love seat. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, he he was redubbed. And he didn't know about it, and I guess the 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 reasoning is they wanted a consistent voice of Spider-Man, since the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon airs right before Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. They didn't want kids going, oh, Spider-Man sounds different. Anyway. Uh, kids don't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who haven't they we started? They don't know the difference. Start? They're stupid. Have we started with, who hasn't started first? George, I think you haven't, have you? Um, no, I don't, I don't recall if I have or What's not. What's your take but, uh, on this? I'll, um, it is disappointing, uh, and this is something I brought up yesterday. It's, you know, I, I, I didn't like the spectacular Spider-Man cartoon. I think there were too many jackassy changes in it. But, <laughs> you know, for, for a lot of people out there, this was their Batman the Animated Series. Yep, it was mine. And, and so this was their Kevin Conroy. Yep. You know, and so it, and I said, you know, it's... 
It would be the equivalent of showing up for Batman Mask of the Phantasm and finding out that uh, Kevin Conroy's been replaced with uh, Carrot Top. <laughs> you know? Uh, and, yeah, I, understandably, you'd be a little upset. So I, I, don't, I, I don't care either way. I mean, this is, it's a profession. It happens. You know, sometimes I know that, like, if I turn in a report at work, you know, my boss may go with something else that he has different data in it that he likes. You yeah. know, it just happens. It's work. Um, I'm sorry if, if Keaton's feelings were hurt, you know, I mean, that's, and I get that. I mean, actors, you know, and actresses put a lot of work into what they do, and that, that's an unfortunate situation. Um, the whole thing could have been handled differently, though, and didn't need to piss anybody off. You've already got a situation where you've got a ton of fans who are already mad at the show and the Avengers show. Now, I'm in the Avengers camp. I, I, that's, you know. Yeah, you love that show. Th- that show was awesome, and the fact that they're taking it off or some other jackassy new thing really pisses me off. Um, especially when I see what the hell they did with the new Spider-Man cartoon, you know. So I, I get I get people being you know having strong feelings about this, but at the end of the day, it is a business, um, and you know they are going to make those kind of changes sometimes. What what Spider-Man voice do you like the best, George? Um, I mean, you may not like Spec, but I thought Keaton did a good job. No, he's I'm not, my, saying, I'm not he's saying he did a bad job as a voice actor. Right. I, I'm not at all. I'm, I, me not liking that cartoon has nothing to do with Josh Keaton. Right. At all. It's because Ned Leeds um, is Asian. Do what? Ned, I said it's there, because Ned Leeds is Asian. There's <laughs> se- several ethical changes, or not ethical, <laughs> ethical, <laughs> ethical <laughs> changes that George did the past to talk no, about. It's, how it's not just that, it's character changes. I mean, Mary Jane is different. Gwen is, you know what I mean? It's There's a whole lot of jackassery going on. You know, the the vulture looked like the monarch in the Venture Brothers cartoon for F's sake. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, my, my problems with, with the with the cartoon weren't just, you know, Greg Weissman's diversity squad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bertoni, what do you think, sir? Uh, well, Keaton made a good point on his Facebook that this type of thing has happened. Let, let me preface, the, pre- preface this by saying that um, I think that this was a bad change and that it was handled badly, but... I could understand the thinking behind it. Keenan made a point on his Tumblr or something. He did a follow-up post saying, hey, guys, stop attacking, you know, Drake Bell. This isn't his fault. This is show business. Um, in the 80s, there was a Jetson movie, and the original actress for Judy Jetson, like, recorded all her lines. And I guess, like, she went to the movie theater and found out that she was replaced by the pop star Tiffany, the I think we're alone now girl, because she was, like, the most popular thing, like, that month. And... <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess, like, you know, the Jetsons needed that teenage audience, you know, like, ooh, tip, the, I think we're alone now, girls, in this movie. We should see it because it's the same thing. And wow. um, David Prowse, the uh, big, like, British guy who plays Darth Vader, I guess, like, when he went to the movie theater for the premiere, he's like, hey, I sound just like James Earl Jones. Hey, just like James Earl Jones. So, so, so poor Janet Waldo, who played Judy Jetson. Thank you, Wikipedia. Yeah, <laughs> I, I met her in um, San Diego oh, really? at that one panel where I interviewed uh, Sarah Ballantyne and uh, uh-huh. what's his name, Dan Gaville, the the, the, the other Gil- yeah, the Amazing Friends Spider Man. Right. Uh, yeah, she 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 was she was a funny girl. Um, there are some people online, and I hate to do this, but I'm, I'm going to say my opinion, and I am sorry for... Oh, okay, someone just posted a link in the window. I am sorry for uh, my friends who... I. It sounds like I'm throwing them under the bus. They know who they are. Great, XB, I'm sorry. But this, isn't, <laughs> this, this is not the equivalent of getting Drake Bell to re-record the lines for Casablanca, because Casablanca is a movie that was already released. This is something that they changed before the release. Like, it, it's not like they got Drake Bell to um, re-record the lines for like the spectacular DVDs. Like, they re-released those DVDs and they dubbed over Josh Keaton. This was a change that was made during production, or I, I, actually, you could say post-production because it was because it mm-hmm. kind of was already finished. It was yeah. a bad change. It was something that they shouldn't have done. I know why they did it, but then you know what? They should have gotten Drake Bell from the very beginning. To be to be quite honest, that's what they should have done, or they I, and they could have uh, th- told you. Do you think? I don't think they cast. Here's the thing: I don't think they cast Rick Bell when they made this cartoon. From everything I've read, they made uh, Avengers months and months ago. Well, well, well apparently, uh, as of like over a year ago. 
Well, I mean, like, for the episode, though, Chris Jost and uh, the other guy <laughs> who do the Avengers cartoon, they had no... They, it wasn't their decision to, to get Drake Bell at the, at the 11th hour. That was that was done without their um, their cognizance. Right. And... Um... I like Josh Keaton as as the voice. I do, but this is another thing that Don and I dueled to the death. Not really dueled to the death over last night after Agreed the on. recording, but I don't agree with the Kevin Conroy um, comparison because Kevin Conroy, someone doesn't just voice a character in a few different mediums for a few years and become the Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy was Batman for decades in video games, movies, different animated series. Like, he was the definitive one. I think that somebody, like, Josh Keaton's good. I like Josh Keaton, but he has to do a lot more. They all have to do a lot more before you become a Kevin Conroy. That's like, I I don't don't know. Or Christopher Daniel Barnes. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, Christopher Daniel Barnes is our guy, but honestly, let's be real, that's because of our age. (laughs) But I... I don't know if I would compare. I don't even know if I would. I, I wouldn't compare Barnes to Conroy, but this was. Um, is going to kill me after this podcast comes out. <laughs> this was a this was a decision that could have been handled a lot better. I could see why they did it, but then just get Drake to do it from the beginning. Or if you don't get Drake to do it from the beginning, make sure Josh knows before. Um, oh, Drake and Josh. Oh, I just realized that. That's funny. Thanks. And, and for, for the older men on this show, Drake Bell used to be on a show called Drake and Josh. Uh, that was a Nickelodeon sitcom. I should have titled the, argue, ar- the article like that. Damn it. <laughs> you fool. It is Drake and Josh. I didn't even think Damn of that. You That's fool. <laughs> the, the saga of Drake and Josh. Uh, yeah, but yeah, they should have told Drake, or they should have told Josh this before, I don't know, he um, got onto Facebook and watched the cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, JR, thoughts on Mr. Keaton being redubbed, Drake versus Josh? Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, Bertoni, I think I saw just about every one of those episodes. Uh, it, was one of Spencer, it was one of Spencer's, it was one of Spencer's favorite shows, uh, and he's, Specta- <laughs> he and his Specta- mother are hollering oh, in the background. Um, uh, frankly, I guess my opinion, you know, one, Josh got paid, and two, uh, it probably will not harm his ability to get other jobs. I mean, does anybody remember in Spider-Man Three when Mary Jane showed up for showed up at the theater for rehearsal and saw that she'd been replaced? Uh, yeah. I mean, that happens all the that time. Was I'm sorry. Yeah, that was awkward. Yeah, well, I, but it but it happens all the time. I mean, it, it's it's uh, mm-hmm. you know when when you read about the life and career of any actor, I mean, you know, sh- short of uh, short of the ones who get the twenty million dollar paychecks, I mean, the, the studios are always hosing them. They're always hosing them, lying to them, trying to rip their images off, trying to to avoid paying them. Uh, they're always trying to steal ideas and avoid paying writers. I mean, <clears throat> you know, l- look for example at uh, you know TV for example. They couldn't get the you know they didn't. You know, instead of actually paying the uh, the guy to to uh, develop a TV series based on fables, the network just basically steal the idea and come up with their own shows. You know, based on the fairy tales in modern times. I mean, it's not a copyrighted idea. It's not a it's not an exclusive idea. But that's how Hollywood works. You know, it, it's to, it's an, an, it's a sleazy, unethical business. Uh, and you know, this this really is nothing. Uh, should they have handled it better? Yes, but they never do handle these things right. And really, as long as he got paid and his name wasn't smeared, he probably still came out ahead. And I, I need to email him, Josh Keaton, and uh, I, I heard that uh, Andrew Garfield cannot do the voice of the uh, of Spider-Man in the new video game. And I'm I'm wondering if he did the voice because he's done several um, Spider-Man he, he did video it. games. Someone asked him on Facebook. Oh, he did not do the did the voice. Yeah, I, I checked his Facebook when all this stuff went down and looked to see what people were saying on his wall, and that was one of them. <clears> he's <throat> like, "Hey, are you in the game?" And he says, "I can deny that rumor right now." Oh, well, that sucks. So we have another voice of Spider-Man on the video game. All right. So why isn't Andrew Garfield doing the voice? I mean, if Tobey Maguire did the voice for three yeah, video true. games, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I I I, I just saw. <laughs> Bloody hell! Where's the towels? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make it rain. I'm gonna make it rain. Make it rain some towels. Anybody else want to comment on that? Um, I think. Uh, well, well, as, as official cartoon reviewer, nah, nah. Uh, <laughs> we have one. <laughs> yeah, the three of them. But, uh, 
Um, I mean, it sucks. I, I, I remember when I first saw it, I was like, ooh, this is news. But, like, like, like it's like you guys say, it's he got paid, and, you know, that's the, that's the nature of the business. I don't think that kind of justifies, you know, it's like they could have still avoided it, but, you know. I mean, he, he's, he's the head voice on uh, the Green Lantern animated series that I don't watch. I mean, he, he, he's, he's a prolific voice actor, so he's, he'll be eating tonight, you know. It's, I, but I, I think a lot of people are taking this as, you know, Marvel's trying to, you know, stick their thumb up our butts again by giving us the voice that we don't like. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not Drake Bell's fault, obviously. He was just hired to do it. Um, but I do, I do question why they didn't uh, alert the producers. Like, like, why didn't the producers know about this? I find that kind of crazy. I mean, and people are throwing Casada in there because he's the chief creative officer. So, like, it must be him. He must kill Casada. They're not saying that. But, like, um, it I does. It, it is another thing that kind of leaves, leaves fans contentious and, like, gives them uh, an, enemy, an enemy to fight. But, you know, it's just, you know, shit happens. And we'll wrap the show up right about there. Before we go, I want to give another shout-out to our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com, and also show an example of their great prizes. Let's try Amazing Spider-Man number 691. Now, this one concludes the No Turning Back arc, and Spidey is trying to stop the lizard, and he needs some help from Kirk Connors. I wonder how that one works out. Anyway, this will evidently set into motion events that will happen in Amazing Spider-Man 700. Now, the cover price is $3.99. Mail order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Thanks for listening, gang. I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas, for the SpiderManCrawlspace.com.